0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> the views
0: and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and
1: opinions of this network and its affiliates. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Audible.
0: Hey Casey, uh rough game last night for us. Uh definitely a disappointing outcome. Exciting to catch my first touchdown, but it kind of was meaningless at the towards the end of that game. Um but we're moving on to San Diego and uh, ready for week five now.
1: Alright, so if you're just tuning in, we're gonna go through all the games, most of the games, some of the games we're we'll talking about, some of the won't. Um and we'll get to our Portland game as well later on. But if you any anything you know you want to talk to us about 516-418-5467 is the number when going to call in. Tell us about your, your team and how you think your is doing so far. Uh, four weeks into the SFL season, 516-418-5467. We will start then. Give us some scores. Let's we'll know what
0: happens in week four of SFL. All right. So the first game of the week, we got Louisiana traveling to Atlanta, a must-win game for Louisiana. Um, who started the season 0-3. Uh, they win 30 to 20. Uh, good game by uh, Johnny Pickler, only throwing one uh, interception in this game through a touchdown too. Uh, Reggie Streeter had two touchdowns. Uh, Brian Dynasty rough game, five interceptions was kind of cost them. They were coming back towards the tail end. Um, uh, he threw a uh, Johnny Pickler threw that interception. Uh, but the backup running back ended up forcing a fumble to get Louisiana the ball back, which kind of stopped that momentum. Um, so a big win for Louisiana there. Next we move to Denver traveling to Arizona. Denver improving to four and zero, winning thirty six to twenty three. Jared Buczeski had one hundred and twenty four yards um, on the ground and two touchdowns. Air, looking at Arizona, Ashley Jackson had a good game, um, over four hundred and thirty yards passing, three touchdowns. Did have three interceptions, but um, she had a decent game. Uh, then we travel to DC, uh, Charleston. Um, Facing the winless DC Dragons. DC almost beating them. They've had a lot of close games this year. Uh, Charleston won, though, 28-21. Um, LA, uh, 3-0 and team versus Florida. Uh, LA gets their first loss of the year, losing 27-17. Uh, then Mexico City traveling to Sioux Falls. Mexico City winning in a very close matchup, 41-38. There's over... 900 total yards of offense. Uh, Phoenix Jones, huge game for him. 18 carries, 157 yards, four touchdowns. Four touchdowns for him. Uh, looking at two falls. Uh, big game for Colin Hart, too. 30 carries, almost 200 yards, and three touchdowns. But they Sioux uh, falls falling to 0-4, and, and it's not looking good for them. Uh, Queen City versus Tulsa. Tulsa, a uh, winless team. Um, this is a game last week where we said, uh, the, the team that hasn't won a game yet so far this year. This was one of the best opportunity for one of those teams. And Tulsa did, um, did just that, winning 37-20. to 20. Uh, um, A.J. Caswell for Queen City throwing five interceptions, rough game for him. Looking at J.Q., uh, only 202 yards passing, but Sansa Robinson scoring two touchdowns as Tulsa gains their first victory on the season. Now, moving to the Sunday slate, Jacksonville Lone Star. This is a interesting game. The first ever snow game in SFL history in Texas. Uh, you, you don't really see that too often, and they got a lot of snow down there in Denton, Texas. Uh, Lone Star winning 38-22. Uh, Greg Soto having a huge night um, in the air. Uh, let me pull this up real quick. Uh, five receptions, 179 yards, two touchdowns, uh, a His long was a 79-yard touchdown. He also had a 73-yarder, as Jacksonville could not stop that Lone Star Glory uh, offense. Now, this is what we said was the game of the week. Uh, Vancouver, St. Louis. Vancouver improving to 4-0, beating Vancouver. Uh, St. Louis defense played a hell of a game, and they win 34-21. Tom Pepper did throw up for 397 yards, but Robert Redford could barely get anything going. On the other side, Christian Brown having a great game, 90% completion percentage, 252 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, next, San Diego traveling to Carolina, looking for their first win of the season. That does not happen. They lose 29 to 17. Uh, Fort Worth, uh, Portland, which we'll talk about after I finish this. Uh, Fort Worth beating Portland 37 to 17. Next we have Houston versus Las Vegas. Houston, uh, this is a great night for Et King. 560 yards, four touchdowns. Did throw four interceptions, but they get the win. Uh, There was 902 yards of total offense. I mean, this was a great game to watch. Uh, Houston Hyenas 604. Uh, total yards of offense. I mean, Las Vegas' defense could not do anything to stop them. Uh, and then in what I think is uh, probably the game of the week, um, in at least my mind, uh, Baltimore. London. London, who you know has been doing very well this season, barely losing to Baltimore, um, who really do- and never loses at home. Um, Twenty-seven to twenty. Um, there was a crazy catch by a generic receiver um, towards the tail end of the game. That kind of. Uh, the game for uh, London and got them in field goal range. Uh, so, Khalil, any thoughts on the game this week, uh, the game system? Well, I
1: want to talk about our game first, the Portland-Fort Worth game. And, um, you know, Portland has a franchise second year in the league, 2-10, definitely can go on But it was last night, was of a struggle, as you mentioned. It was a tough game um, for us fleet members. Um, the last two drives, and I mentioned this before we went on air, the last two drives that we had on offense, and there was some runs mixed in, but there was a lot of passes. And I feel like we run the ball a lot, but then when we put the ball down the field, and I think early in the game, Matt South put the ball down the field, he didn't connect, but we started seeing that arm kind of loosen up a little bit. I feel like we're getting to that point where you might see more passes on the field and Matt South actually air it out. What were your thoughts on our game yesterday? Besides, as I said, those last two drives, although they were against backup, and I think you got to preface that, you got, got to be honest. Those last two drives were against backup. But you saw something in those last two drives that maybe we can build on next week against WWF.
0: Yeah, uh, this was, it, it was a rough game. Uh, both sides of the ball played horribly. Uh, we didn't do our job on offense, didn't give the defense any rest. The defense was out there. The defense could not stop uh, the Fort Worth offense. I mean, that big run uh, by their running back at their second drive, I believe, ran for like 83-yard mm-hmm. touchdown. That really set the tone for the game. Uh, I mean, we were in it pretty much till the end of the second quarter when they go up 21 nothing. We come out get a good play to start the second half. And then uh, Zeke ends up fumbling the ball, which kind of stopped any momentum. We were coming out of the gates at halftime and we just did not catch our, uh, you know, rhythm after that. Matt South rough day uh, until those last two drives where he kind of saw some glimmers of hope there. Um, Obviously it's against backups, but I think it's a positive sign that this offense is not going to, you know, back down, but you know, Fort Worth put a lot of press coverage in this game against our offense, and we just didn't respond well. So uh, we're going to have to come out against San Diego next week and really, you know, find our rhythm. That's that's all we need. We need to score points. You can't you can't go into games, you know, not scoring any points and try to rely on your defense. That's just not going to work. You need to score points in this league.
1: Yeah, and it, a lot some of the blame have to go to the offensive line too. There were no not a, not those, not holes. There were no holes where he could love to find and run and gain yards. Right, I think his longest run yesterday was five yards. So his, his long for the entire game was five yards. I feel like you have to hold it all from the line and he has to find those holes and run through them. So the line kind of place. Defensively, I'm about offense on your end. Defensively, you have to do a better job as well, but to stop we well, Fort Worth found that path. We found that little we kinda of up and out pattern. They ran that. I think I might have miscounted, I think they ran that like eight, nine times and it worked. Eight out of the nine or nine out of the ten times that they ran it. That might be, I think it says it in telecast. That might that might be a kryptonite for you defense in the back end. Because that, that play they ran that and it was so successful. So successful other teams probably gonna see that just be like, Okay, here's a hole. So I think we definitely have to fix that on our end and defenses. And I think it, you know, it, it, I feel it's a building. It's, it's a building block. But I think it's a building block season for us. I think two and ten last year We're definitely more than two games this year. I do think we're still a, a growing team, and I feel think we still have a lot to do and a lot to prove in the league as a whole. Because you know, based on what I see, based on how you see and other CM teams, there isn't a lot of respect for Portland right now. So you know. We
0: have a lot to prove to the league to show them that we're viable franchise, and that we're that we're a, a force we reckon with in the future. Yeah, and I think you made a great point about our O line this uh, season. Uh, o line has not played well. Uh, I mean, there's that second game where Zeke kind of had some room, but the O line hasn't given him any holes to run through. Uh, John has done a great job back there. Uh, John Trues in fullback, blocking for him, but the O line. Uh, I don't know where they've been. Um, Let's hope they show up next game um, because, you know, Zeke needs to find those holes, and uh, it's not his fault if the O-line's not blocking. So, um, you know, we're going to have to get that O-line better. Uh, But that's not any of the coaches' fault, and that's not our fault because they're generic players. So uh, hopefully that generic O-line plays better. Yep, definitely.
1: Um, So we'll move up that game, but back up. Um, Louisiana-Atlanta, the first game on Saturday. Louisiana threw their first win. Uh, and I will say this. In that fourth quarter for Louisiana, it got a little dicey. I'm not going to lie. Atlanta scored it did,
0: yeah.
1: And I was like, Louisiana is going to blow this game. Um, they held they held on for a uh, 30-20 victory. And what did you say? Johnny Kickler, 18 of 30, 159 yards. Uh, Schreiter had 98 yards on the ground. By no means was Louisiana dominant in this game. Their defense was amazing. Their defense was really good, but offensively, they were not dominant. They just happened to catch Atlanta, I believe, on a really, really, really bad day for Brian Dynasty's on five picks. Going forward, offensively, Louisiana really hasn't had a separate game, up, but especially Pickler, you know, at some point we're we'll gonna start focusing on Registre and Pickler gonna sort of have to win some games himself.
0: Yeah, uh, you make a great point there. Uh, Louisiana for the first four weeks. I mean, I'm going to pull up the team stats real quick on offense, but from what I've seen, they have not got their offense going. Their defense is always going to be good. Um, They got some really great players on that side of the ball, but uh, they're averaging uh, only 21 points in the game. That's in the bottom six of the league. Uh, Passing yards per game, uh, same. They're ranked bottom six. The Six his team so that's 18 i think because 24 teams at 225 yards uh passing um and then you look at their their running game somewhat better they're pretty much in the middle of the pack but that offense is really ranked uh ranked 24th in the, or not 24 18th out of 24th in the league uh for a team like that you know they're gonna have to make some leaps on offense um just like we have to um, you know, I, th- I think they're in a better position to do so right now, but, um, it's really concerning when you have a star player like Reggie Streeter and he's not able to run as well as he has in the past. Uh, you know, we talked about in the past how Darren Storm isn't there anymore. Um, I'm looking to, looking to see more from Pickler. Um, you know, he's had a slow start to this season. Um, I think he's had a couple of slow starts in the past in his, most of his seasons, but, um... You know, these next couple games are going to be huge for a must-win games to get back to, you know, 500. each 2 in the next two. Um, they're a tough matchups. So, uh, yeah, they've they got to get that offense going if they want to have a successful season. Yeah, and for Atlanta, I
1: feel like you – is forced over a lot. Hence, you have a really big, uh, big number. You have yards yard passing. BDG Hollywood only 53 yards on the ground, only five catches, and they used him out of the a lot for so receiving. Only five catches for eight yards. I feel like you had, um, you know, Beaches had a good, good game, South had a good game, but that was late. A lot of those yards, a lot of receptions from those guys came late. So I feel like you have to get Hollywood back into the game. If you have a top five running back in your stable, in your back pocket, you have to run him as much as you can.
0: Yeah, I, looking at Brian Dynasty's stats, he's thrown the fourth most interceptions, has the lowest completion percentage in the SFL right now among quarterbacks, at 58.5%. Uh, his QBR is at 62.6. That's one of the lowest in the league. He's had a rough year. Uh, he, he's got to play better. Uh, him and Pickler are thrown 14 and 13 interceptions this year total. Um, so, as something to look at. BDG Hollywood's still up there at the 418 yards. Uh, a little bit concerning the touchdowns, only three. Um, he has no receiving touchdowns, uh, so you know they're going to have to figure out something with their offense too. I mean, you know these these teams that we kind of considered front runners towards the beginning of the year, um, you know, struggling to find their offense. The Atlanta's two and two, um, but. We'll have to see. I mean, you know, Dynasty has to play better, too.
1: In another game that we're going about, Denver at Arizona. Denver picked up the 36-23 win over Arizona. Um, listen, and this is the kind of thing I can bring in week, and I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for Denver to fall. I'm waiting for Denver for me to see a, a, a little a little bit of a, a get in the armor here. I'm going to ask you this question right now officially
0: has a of week five this week. Is Denver officially the to be in the league? No. Nope. Not yet. Wow. Too early in the season. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Wow. Okay. Uh, N- not yet. Okay. No, no. Um, Arizona played pretty well for most of that game Uh, towards the beginning. Uh, Denver couldn't really do anything. This week we'll tell you something about Denver because they're traveling to Louisiana. Uh, that's probably going to be the game of the week. Uh, looking at the other games, but um, that this game is going to tell you a lot about Denver. If they can go down to Louisiana, um, who's starting to find somewhat of their rhythm, uh, and they win that game by not not a close matchup. It's it can't be a close score. It has to be like a 14-21 uh, point uh, victory somewhere around there to really kind of pique my interest in them becoming that dominant team in the league. I, I still think you can't... If you look at St. Louis, you can't can't forget about St. Louis. 4-0-2, they've played pretty well. They got a pretty easy matchup this week against D.C. Uh, well, I wouldn't say easy because D.C.'s had a lot of close matchups, so that that might be a good game, uh, but don't sleep on St. Louis uh, who's kind of found a rhythm at quarterback with uh, Kristen Brown who's played pretty well in his rookie season. So, I think they might have found their quarterback of the future. Uh, looking at him, um, he's played pretty well. So, uh, and he he had an interview yesterday um, during one of the games uh, where he kind of talked about how he loves the organization and uh, wants to be there for a long time. So, that's uh, good for them. And their defense has played well too. As you were talking, I thought about it and I looked up the
1: numbers real people real fast while you were talking. And I think Denver. I feel like. You said yet was calling in the team season. And I kind of agree, and here's why. I feel like they have quarters defensively where they almost let down a little bit. They gave up 14 points in the third quarter to Arizona, and that made the game a little closer. I feel like they have those yep. moments, those periods. And then the will be a whole quarter, maybe a couple possessions here and there, where they just, they almost, the defense disappeared. And we told about this a season started how Denver's defense really kind of there a tell you steal with it last year. And they only revert back to what their defense was last year. So you have all these really, really good defensive possessions and then you have three or four that really really bad. And I feel like in this league, those three or four really bad possessions could be a difference between winning and a difference between losing. So I kind of agree with you on that, that they're not ready yet. I think it's still kind of early. And the defense really has a show that they're capable of playing an entire game
0: straight up and not have those weird possessions where they just let down completely yeah yeah um you know football's four quarters uh it doesn't matter if you're up by uh, 40 50 uh, by t- or 10 um, you've gotta gotta continue to play through the game and you know if they keep letting up see the problem with denver they they have great regular seasons but if it's gonna be like last year where they lose in their first first game against Baltimore or or losing their first game against any team um in the playoffs, then like you could okay, you had a great regular season, but you lose your first game in the playoffs. Wow, like congratulations on your regular season, but playoffs matter more so um i'm I'm not really sold on them yet until they kind of can prove me and uh, when we get towards the playoffs that they can actually win games um uh, there because. Right goes, uh look at Kansas City this year. Oh wow, 14 and 2, but you couldn't win the Super Bowl, couldn't win the big game. So, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see on Denver. That's going to be uh going to be an interesting team to watch forward. Uh, so yeah.
1: So Denver, Denver remains undefeated 4-0. We have St. Louis also remains undefeated 4-0, as you mentioned against Vancouver. And listen, Christian Brown, 20 of 31, 252 yards and touchdowns. It wasn't overly dominant. Like, they didn't kill Vancouver. But, and I think I said it last week, they kind of grind their opponents in submission with their defense. And I feel like when they need a first down, they get a first down. When they need to get a stop, they get a stop. And I feel like that reflects great when you get the playoffs. In playoffs, are like in, in any sport, any league, it usually comes down to defense. And I feel like their defense, when they need a stop, and in the third down, they get that stop on third down. It's like St. Louis, I think, is with Denver in that top kind of echelon of the league right now because of their defense. We talked about Denver's defense kind of being above average. I think St. Louis' defense is really above them right now.
0: Yeah, St. Louis... Allowed 472 yards, but no one can seem to figure out that Vancouver offense. Uh, every team Vancouver has faced this year is really dominated through the air. But what they did was stop the run. Robert Redford did nothing in this game. 18 carries, 75 yards, 4.2 yards per carry, one touchdown. That's nothing like that. I mean, look at Tom Pepper threw the ball 51 times, but he was 28 for 51. That's not good. That's not good if you're throwing 51. you got to be like 35 for 51, 40 for 51. If you're going to throw it that many times, to only have a completion percentage around 50%, that 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 is not a good look. Uh, he did throw for 400 yards, and that offense did look at some points like their kind of old version the last couple of weeks before this game. But uh, I don't know. There was something off yesterday about that game, uh, also in the snow, uh, I, considering that Vancouver's, from a pretty snowy area, you would expect them to kind of be prepared for that weather. But, uh, you know, 400 yards in the air during that type of weather is good, but it, it, you got to run the ball, too. That's key. And they they just they, they, they rely too much on the pass. I think that's going to hurt them at the end. Uh, You've got to run the ball more, a little more than that. So, we talk about team
1: running the ball too much, so my team is running the ball a little too much. Two balls, 270 yards on the ground, only 210 in the air, and they lost to Mexico City. Uh, Mexico City tore up a win, 41-38, a very tight game. Um, both these teams, I don't, yeah, I'd say both these teams definitely have their their deficiencies, their issues, um, but, we mentioned before, June Falls, they run the ball a lot. And in this game, they have these of the balance where he was bouncing, passing, and running. The best teams in the league kind of keep their defense off, off tilt a bit. That's why like Sioux Falls is a victim of really depending on the running game, and then teams kind of stack the line and expect it in their and their passing just isn't going to drop them.
0: Yeah, it's it's really concerning to see how far uh, Sioux Falls has fallen this season. Uh, looking at this this team, you know, you said it right. They rely too much on the run. Thirty carries is okay, but when you're only throwing 210 yards passing in a tight game like this, you're gonna you're not gonna win. Um, I don't really see any weapons they have for receivers. Um, yeah, it's it's very concerning. And I and at this point, 0 and four, they're not making the playoffs. They're they're done. Um, end the season for them. They, they are not coming back from this. They just don't have the offensive weapons this year.
1: Alright, so right now, Falls 0-4, San Diego 0-4. San Diego played a really really close game. What, you're saying you're sticking by two, two balls is done, not make a playoff San Diego. Even though they played really, really close game, not not nowhere near the playoffs. You're still on that 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 mindset right now.
0: Uh could you repeat that?
1: If, right now we have Sioux Falls and San Diego at both 0 and 4. You said you said Sioux Falls done.
0: Oh okay. San
1: Diego has played really, really close yeah, close games, and they almost seem close to getting that win and really kind of coming to their own. But do you still believe San Diego's not making the playoffs?
0: Uh, I would say Sioux Falls uh, would probably make the playoffs. Uh, I just don't don't think San Diego um, has, has the offense, really, to go there. Um, they're struggling a lot trying to figure out um, that side of the ball. I just think the experience in veterans um, on out. they probably have the better opportunity, even though I don't think they really have a shot. All right. Um, another thing we'll talk about
1: is Houston. They played Vegas last night in the final game last night. Houston, and, you know, we were team with EC King last year with Chicago, and I didn't know he had this in him. To be honest with you, 42 of 55, 5 50 the yards. 40. I had no idea EC King was like Pat Mahomes. This was a Pat Mahomes performance. The four picks was kind of Brett Barbish. But if EC King continues to play like this, and I'll call, call him like, kind of like a. A, a, a rhythm quarterback.
0: That was at the case box He was just playing it. It was crazy to watch that game. Yeah, I, I, I wish he would have done that a lot more last season. Throwing for five hundred and sixty yards. That would have been fun. But uh, yeah, great game for him. Um, they threw the ball a lot. Obviously, no Warren Moore didn't do much on the ground. Uh, looking, Dr. Sim had a great game. Twelve receptions, almost three hundred yards. Uh, but, yeah, um, and I think this might lead us into our next kind of uh, point uh, where they got a new offensive coordinator coming in next week. So that could shake things up. I don't know. They look pretty good right now, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, Las Vegas couldn't do anything. Uh, re- really struggled in this matchup. Uh, I-, I don't know. At home, you didn't you give up 604 yards at home. Like, what? Well, what, like, why? Like, how can you do that? I, I just they, – and they're better than that. Um, they played better than that this season. So, uh, it will be interesting.
1: So, going into our next topic, and it has to do with Houston, um, it was announced a few weeks ago that um, Shan Varner, who was the owner of the Chicago Wildcat franchise, that we, Ben and I were both part of last year, uh, that is now the Los Angeles Lincoln, he will be returning to the league as the new offensive coordinator for the season. I mean, um, if you remember, Shannon suspended the remainder of last season and the first four weeks of this season um, for running multiple counts, Um, he was suspended. And, you know, when this news came down, Ben, there there was a lot of feelings put out there about it. Um, what, 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 What are your thoughts about, Shan returning to the league after serving his suspension. I, you know, looking at this, uh, I'm I'm trying to fix my
0: headphones real quick. So hang on, just give me one sec. Uh, mm-hmm. I might take them over real okay? quick. Right. <laughs> so,
1: so as Ben fixes the thing, I'll tell you a little bit about, um, about my thoughts on it and. You know, obviously the league made a decision last year to suspend Shan um, for the remainder of last season and the beginning of this season. Now, I'm not a decision-making a league. You know, there's a lot smarter people who run this league than I. However, it seems a little too soon to have Shan come back. Myself, Ben, we were... Part of Chicago last year when this all went down, and you saw how badly it kind of brought the team down, and how badly it affected the team the entire scandal, everything that came with it. To have him come back this soon is a little—it's it's a little too soon. I feel like the suspension, what, whether it was too long, whether it was too short, I don't know. That's not my place to say, but it seems like it still, is, it, it still feels fresh what happened last year and what he did. I know we had Cam on before the season opened and he um, talked about how tough the decision was about not just a sham decision, but the actual decision to disband the Chicago franchise. I feel like at this point, week five of the following season, it still seems a little too soon. Ben, are, are, you, are you back?
0: Uh, you know, I I think uh, I don't have a problem necessarily with him coming back into the league. I think everybody deserves a second chance, and I'm not comparing him to this person at all, but if you take a look at Michael Vick, uh, obviously not the same whatsoever, but Michael Vick served his time, um, went to jail, served his time, came back into the league. I know some people complained about it, but I was fine with it because he apologized he did that. Um, I hope Sharon comes out to the league, makes a remark, whether that be a video or post in the chat, because I haven't seen anything like that, uh, to sort of, I guess, explain what happened and why he's apologized. Because I haven't heard that personally. I know I I wasn't in there during that whole locker room thing when the news first came out when we had the team meeting back in Chicago because I was doing stats that night. Um, However, you know, he's got to come out and apologize because a lot of people don't trust him right now. Um, and I know we've kind of talked about that a bit. Um, and I, I don't want to bring up that conversation that I had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but like I said, he really needs to apologize, come out, say sorry. And I hope people in the league can put it past. Um, just, I don't think this kind of debate um, uh, on, on him coming back, it's, it's just there's both sides. It's not good for the league. Um, I know I've talked to Cam a little bit about this, and, you know, this is a big deal for Houston. Um, you're bringing in a guy who's broke the rules. Um, if something happens again, it's on you, and you're going to tarnish your image. Um, but So ho- hopefully everything turns out okay. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a, bit, a bit, bit irritating what happened last season, especially, you know, on that team, not knowing what happened until the last second. And then you kind of get no apology for it, something that really changed the dynamic of the team and kind of put us in a bad spot, especially in your rookie season when you're just there to have fun in the esports league. And and we were on a roll too, and for that to happen, and then we kind of tanked and drove off, uh, drove off the diving board and never came back up. Um, so yeah, I I I just I hope everybody can just put it behind them, but. Seriously, he needs to come out, apologize, say I'm sorry. And, and Cam kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, and I don't know if he talked about this in the the league meeting a couple of weeks ago, but kind of going through the minors um, and, and creating a player from there. Instead of taking a spot from somebody who might deserve it, who's worked hard in the SFLM or the SFL, that coordinator position, he's going to do whatever they want. That's fine. But – he's got to realize that he was taking away um, spots from people that were paying, waiting for that, and sometimes, you know, not getting the position they wanted because he had a different person on another team. So perhaps going back to the SFLM and kind of going through the experience instead of coming back in a way, uh, okay, yeah, Chad, okay. Yeah, so Chad just said me and Cam brought that up on Axis Live. Yeah, it's a perfect point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for someone like me who has to take – I could have gone back to the SFLM, but I didn't. Because I took a tight end number two, a copper player, which absolutely didn't do sh- – excuse me for my language – didn't do shit because uh, the quarterback doesn't throw the copper players. But I didn't care about that because I wanted to be on the team in the majors. And I think – Every single one of those people in the SFLM right now want to be on a team. And I don't think, you know, they might want their position, but I think a lot of them would take other positions. And I had to wait a full season and not play my position, and I didn't care at all. I had to, and that, I'm lucky I'm wh- where I am now, but I, I had to take a different position because, you know, but she's taking other positions from people that, you know, waiting in the SFLM, like, what is that? So that that frustrated me a little bit, and I think that frustrated a lot of people in the league. So, we'll have to see how this goes. I know people are still pretty angry at this. Uh, So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things where you mentioned the apology, and like I said before, I feel like if you weren't on Chicago, you didn't understand what happened. Like, you you, you have momentum, and then that happened and then it just, it fell apart. The so easy to stop, essentially. Everything was kind of stopped. And I felt like, not feel like, felt like, that because of him that happened. It was a lot to, it was a lot to do with the finish. and I was like, okay, he, he deserved it. There was some at with degree how it went down, and what happened, and he did what. He said what, well, by the end of the day he did something wrong, and he'll be punished. Now, Like I said before, it's not on us, myself or Ben, to figure out if the punishment was long enough, if it was, um, uh, if it was strict enough, too strict, less strict, whatever. But he has a lot to make up for right now. Now, obviously, can't be a player that be coach, but second chances are one thing. But he really has to prove himself to the lead. People like myself, people like Ben, people like. Ma Rivers, people like Ryan Noses, those guys who were on the team that kind of dealt with all the secondary stuff in a league that's supposed to be fun. Like, we do this to have fun and meet cool people and just to have a good time. And last year, I've been in this league since my second season. I've been watching it for years. I was just it was fun. It actually felt not fun. What I didn't want to do is anymore because of what happened. So it's, just, it's, a, it's a lot of moving parts, and I understand that it's the, the anger that people have has towards him because I said he want – I still feel a certain way about him right now and about how he dragged the team down last year, and how he almost – I almost left the league. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, this isn't fun. Like, I didn't join this. My rookie season to have to deal with all this stuff. Like, this is not fun for me. So we'll see what happens. Second chance of our thing. But –
0: you just never know, Ben. You just never know. Yeah, and I, you bring up a, a very good point in talking about the guys that were on there much longer than we were. Um, I think it would have been more stab in the back, uh, kind of, if we were on the team for three or four years, who kind of dedicated their time to this team, and then this, this happened. Uh, but it was such a morale killer um, to have this happen, and really not get an explanation um, from certain individuals. And and I harbor no ill will towards anybody because that's just bad for the mind and bad for the soul. Um, And and I'm not like that. But, you know, I do have people that I get frustrated with and I was pretty frustrated with Shannon. I kind of still am. Um, But he he deserves a second chance just like a lot of people do in life. Um, I I just hope nothing happens again because it's just going to be a complete shit show if, if if something ends up happening again, which I don't – I'm tending not to believe it will. Um, however, you know, anything's possible in this world. So, um, the guys that really deserve an apology, I honestly don't care about one. Like you said, Mar Rivers, Ryan Yosef, guys who have spent time on that team for years. Uh, and Gerald Giuseppe, too, who ended up going mm-hmm. to uh, Vancouver, has, has, has had a great season so far. Um you know, I'd be angry, too, if I were them. Um, so this is a big week for Houston, kind of show the league that this isn't going to be an issue. Uh, I, I the, the only problem I have with it, like I said, is taking that offensive coordinator position. Um, you know, okay, you've been in the league for a while. That, that's awesome. But at the same time, other guys have been working hard the past couple of seasons, whether that be in the SFLM or the SFL, that also deserve that position that, didn't do absolutely didn't cheat or do anything wrong or have multiple players within the league. So that, that's just my thoughts on it. But all right. and we we'll we will end it there. <laughs> um, so look at the yep.
1: standings right yep. now. And we you can right end, end it there. Yep. yep. We'll it right there. Um you have two
0: oh, under- oh, in Actually team. one thing. Can I just say one thing? Chad Rowan brought hey, this what? up. Uh Saint Louis players do do deserve an apology. I will agree with that. You, that that that's all you. I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think, I think Chad is a valid point, and I think that should happen as well, like ASAP, like today, tonight, right now. Um, right now you have two undefeated teams left. You have Denver you have St. Louis, and then you have a log jam of 3-1 teams, Vancouver, Fort Worth, L.A., Baltimore, Austin, Mexico City, and Florida. All of those seven teams I just mentioned, And simple question, Who's a better
0: 3 1 team right now? Because I am leaning towards LA. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, I, I'm going to lean towards Vancouver just because of the way their offense is playing. Not saying LA is bad at all, because I think they're a great team, too. Uh, but just the total yards of offense, way more than Los Angeles. Uh, let me pull up defense real quick. Uh, so, uh Chad is Vancouver is
1: Baltimore. Baltimore, says Baltimore. I, I think. Baltimore Baltimore king. I,
0: the I don't know about players. Baltimore. I, I I wouldn't say I mean, about Bal I I don't know. I think Baltimore has kind of fallen down my power rankings a little bit. Um not gonna lie. Uh London played a hell of a game. Great job, uh shout out to Chad there. You guys played you should have won that game. I wish you would have won. Uh but you know, Baltimore three and one. They're okay. They're there, uh, but they've shown some signs of struggle the last two weeks. So, um, Charleston. We said Vancouver. We and you know, we saw Vancouver
1: up, up close and personal, and they have a really good team. Like they, they, they put in that work against us, and I was like, damn, they're really good. Like, I, I, could, I could see Vancouver being that best three, the, the best three and one team right now. too so, you're right.
0: Yeah, I would agree with Vancouver. Um, Charleston is the team I look at. They're, they're such an odd team. Uh, they lose a tough game against uh, I think it was Arizona, I believe. It was a close matchup. They beat D.C., but their last three games, they haven't won more by more than 10 points. Um, so I, I'm not going to say Charleston. I think they're going to be a team to watch um, throughout the season, but I, I do not think Charleston is, is ready yet. Uh.
1: So the other part of this too is you have Lone Star, Las Vegas, Carolina, Jacksonville, Atlanta, and L- London and Houston all at two and two. So you're kind of at that 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 weird point where one game can catapult you into things and can really hurt you in division and for the playoffs. The one team that I didn't think would be in this position,
0: and in a good way,
1: is London. Because for all the time I've paid attention to the league, and my first, London's always been that branch. I was like, yeah, they're putting there, but they've never been together. There's always something going on. London really seems like they have it together this year, where I think that they can actually make the playoffs this year and actually you know, become one of those model franchises in the league that I think they've been trying to be. Your thoughts about London so far, when lost when lost so far this year?
0: Yeah, uh, they surprised me a bit. Um, I think that addition to Sarah and Storm is, is so key. Um, you know I kinda talked a little bit uh, at the beginning of the season about signing a, a contracted kicker and punter in in my in my famous rant. But they've played well this season, um, so far. Uh, let's look at their games. Um, I think their most impressive victory was last week, uh, or not not week four, but week three against uh, Arizona, uh, where they go in there win forty two thirty one. I mean, they could have beat Baltimore last week. A couple of things went against them, um, but they've shown signs that they can uh, play against the tough teams, and I and I really like that about them. They got this type of fight in them that you necessarily don't see often. So I think they've changed things around um, from these four games we've seen. I think they've changed things around there for the better. Um, you know, they struggled last season and a couple of seasons before, but I think Chad Chad Roland and, and everybody they've got there, um, you know, have done a great job so far. Shout out to Liam, too, um, the owner, for kind of setting that staff together and um, that teams get, um and they've, they've they've been very impressive to watch this season. All right.
1: So we have to talk about your predictions. You went 5 and 7 last week. You are 20 54%. That was bad. So so 4 percent um, You had a bad week. You had a bad week. Um, if we look ahead, and I know you should be a prediction it later on, but looking at week 5, and I'm going to offer for GFL, I think they will. Coming up. Um, what are some of the things for us next week against San Diego for us to match, you know, get our second
0: win and match the win total that we had last year? Uh, this could be a low scoring game, to be honest, because both offenses really haven't found their identity yet this season. Uh, you know, San Diego has struggled to score touchdowns, and we have too. Uh, I think defense is going to be a huge factor in this game. Um, I think our defense is a bit. And I'm not trying to be biased here, and I am uh, i don't like to be, but I think our defense is a bit better than them. Um, more veterans, kind of veteran presence on our defense that they don't necessarily have. Uh, you know, uh, Mike, uh, Tyler Falk's player, I, I know it starts with Mike, I don't remember the last name, but he, he's going to be a uh, safety to watch in that game. Um, we're going to have to play well against them. You know, just score. We got to score touchdowns. We can't. We can't keep punting. Can't keep, keep kicking field goals. It's not going to help the defense. You got to score. You got to score. We've got to score a touchdown. Um, I don't care how we do it, whether that's running, passing. Um, but yeah, we've got to score a touchdown in this game. Oh, Mike Ryan. Thank you guys, Mike Ryan. That's what it is. Yeah, Mike Ryan. Someone to watch in this game um, for that um, San Diego secondary. All right. And
1: my two games to look for next week. Denver, Louisiana, Louisiana, this is the game, they got their first win. They got one. I feel like this is a game that can either make their season or officially break their season. But they play Denver, who I believe is the best team in the FSL right now. I know you know not get to Does Louisiana have a chance against Denver this week? Yeah, if they play
0: defense well, but, you know, they're going to have to give up with that Denver offense somehow. You're not going to be able to hold them for the whole game. I know you're at home. you've got a great defense, but uh, uh, that Denver offense gets on a streak like they do sometimes. I mean, they are hard to stop if they find their game. Uh, I think the first two quarters are going to be tough for Denver to kind of find, find themselves. But uh, that second half... Uh, Louisiana needs to play lights out on offense. Uh, Got to score on every possession. Can't punt. This is this, this could be a very um, high-scoring matchup, possibly. Um, something to really watch out for. Um, but if Louisiana doesn't do anything on offense, then Denver's going to roll in this game. The other
1: game, the matchup of three and one teams, with, uh, Vancouver versus L.A., I think this is a statement game for L.A. If they could beat Vancouver, this makes L.A. I would put comparable to a Denver um, and to a St. Louis. If Vancouver wins, they, re- they remain where they are. And I think in this game, I really think if Vancouver jumped up to early lead, they have to score early. That's why L.A. is a league like they score really late and they they have a lot of heroics in the second
0: half. Vancouver jumped to so an early lead. It's not going to be safe. But like they have to kind of run the score up a little bit against LA to keep them down a little bit. I think Vancouver wins this game. Uh I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, who's winning this game? Is I got LA mm-hmm. winning this game at home? Um, I, I just think that defense of LA. It is the defense to stop Vancouver. I think they, they're they going to look at that game tape from last week, what St. Louis did. And, you know, they're not going to probably be able to do everything. But I think Jack Hacksaw, uh, Ray, uh, um, Ma, um, they're all going to have to play their best games of their lives. I mean, this is going to be a tough matchup. Got to play perfect against Vancouver. If you make a single mistake in coverage, you're going to get beat deep. I don't, if Kendra Hall, Brett Killian, or uh, Andy Hamilton, I mean, you're going to get burnt. So you got you got to play the best game of your life out there. Um, get pressure uh, on the QB early, uh, make them throw some interceptions. Tom Pepper, he's you know he did that in our game. threw a couple of interceptions. We couldn't capitalize. So if LA can get turnovers, capitalize, get like a 20, 10, 20 point lead to start out the game, uh, and really hold Vancouver towards. I don't think Vancouver's that team um, that can really come from behind. Um, they're one of those offenses, uh, kind of like uh, Baltimore, where if they get a lead, they're really hard to beat. But if you get a lead on them, it's, it, you're pretty much set because they, they don't have the ability to come back. Uh, and it looks like Vancouver might be one of those teams. Um, they, they couldn't come back last week. Um, L.A. needs to get out fast. Um, early scores. Um, and then play good defense for the rest of the game. Play ahead. got to play ahead in this game.
1: All right. There's a lot more games to talk about, but we're going to stop there. Those are the two games that we should really look out for next week. Those are the games that you, obviously, besides your games that we all play, those are the two games that you should really look out for. And we'll talk about next Monday night. Any information you need to know about the SFL, simulationfl.net, check it out. Schedule will be up next week. Time, um, days, stuff will be up on the website for simulation football league. Ben. As always, great show. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Thank you very much, KT. It was a great show, and uh, looking forward to the games this week. It's going to be a lot of great matchups. Um, see you next week, man.
1: Well, we'll see you all next week here on the Audible. For Ben, I am KT. Thank you for listening. Go please. We'll see you next week.